Hey, 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 I'm back with another amazing episode of the Manifestation Queen podcast. I'm your host, Cassie McKenzie, and if you are interested in figuring out how the hell to bring more money and wealth and abundance into your life, then I have a treat for you. This sets us up quite nicely for something special that's coming your way very soon that I will be announcing. And it's uh, really centered around living your best life ever. So becoming totally fucking abundant. I mean, come on. Who doesn't want that? Obviously not listeners of this podcast. So today's episode features Melanie Ann Lair. Melanie is a business coach for female entrepreneurs and the women who want it all. And let me tell you, don't we want it all? So today's discussion actually wrapped up the business manifestival that I hosted recently featuring 13 amazing speakers who have also been featured on this podcast by now. And this was a great discussion around how to create exponential wealth in your life. So if you really struggle with money or you struggle with like increasing your capacity to earn and to dream and basically do a really great job of shitting on your own dreams, then this is the episode for you. So give it a listen. If you absolutely love this episode, I want you to screenshot it and tag me on Instagram so that I can share it with the world. And also, I'd love for you to go on and leave a five-star rating. See, I actually said it right. A five-star rating or and a review on iTunes. So you can find it Um, obviously, if you're listening to this episode, you know how to find iTunes at the Manifestation Queen podcast and go ahead and leave a five-star rating. I'd absolutely love that so more people that kick ass like you can find it. So without any further introduction, enjoy this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate each and every single one of you who listen to this podcast. You mean the world to me. If you love what we've been talking about today, then come on in and join the Manifestation Queens group on Facebook. There's going to be some exciting things coming your way, some fun abundance challenges, trainings, and um, I do my Tapping Tuesday in the Manifestation Queens as well. So that is with the EFT tapping and you know, it's really a fun time. So come on in and join us. I hope you guys are having an amazing week so far. And I can't wait to hear what you think of this episode. Bye. Are you ready for this? Let's do it. Welcome to the Manifestation Queen podcast, your filter-free and uncensored source for all things manifestation. I'm Cassie McKenzie, and I'm a manifestation expert. I'm here to raise your vibes and your cash flow. Listen, I've manifested everything from a beer, a six-figure salary, my husband, and homes, and more, and I am spilling everything I can on this podcast so you can learn how you can do the same. The more fun I have, the more manifestations appear, and the more money I make. So it's my obsession to show you how you can be, do, and have anything you want. So join the movement to raise your income and your impact on this world. Become a manifestation queen and create a life that feels like a vacation. Let's do the damn thing. I'm Cassie McKenzie. I know we have a whole lot of new people that have been added into the manifestation queen 
over the last couple of days. So I just want to take a minute to introduce myself. I'm a manifestation coach. If you're new to this group, hi and welcome to the party. I'm so excited. It's really like funny. I set the intention at the beginning of 2020 to make this group more of like a community, more to add more value. And it's really manifested in crazy, amazing ways. And this is especially one of them. So Melanie is a high, high performance lifestyle coach and luxury brand business coach for the woman who wants it all. So excited that you're here, Melanie. I would love to start with, you know, how did, how did it come where you got that download to, you know, where you finally understood, like, what was that moment where it took you from, you know, I'm making really great money. I have like a great life. I'm, sitting with my mom dancing to ABBA <laughs> like in the pool to like, dang, I woke up, I got it. And it is, it is solidified in my brain now. I would say that the biggest thing that happened is that, so I'm a manifesting generator with a sacral authority and my strategy in life is to respond. And I haven't always done that. I didn't know what that meant. I've always been a go-getter trying to trying to make things happen for myself, pushing forward, trying to do things. And I think what started to happen in my world is the understanding that it's not meant to be, I'm not supposed to go and do all of it. And I don't know how I really got this intuition, but I had a client at the time that was like, I'm thinking of doing this money program. And she told me who it was for, like who she was going to buy it from. And I was like, oh my gosh, I know how much money this person makes. There's no way this person can, like, how are you going to buy Like, I'm, I'm telling myself I'm not allowed to do a money program because I'm making $50,000 a month and it's not enough. And someone's about to go buy someone's money program who's like not even making 10K a month. And I'm like, this is a huge disservice to the world that you're doing, you know? I didn't actually even have the time to think that because I blurted, oh yeah, I have a money program. It'll be out in two weeks. <laughs> I have no title. I have no content. I have no program. I have no offer. I have no sales page. I have no pitch. I have no nothing. And I'm going on vacation. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh my God. So I had two choices. Go into forward energy and try to create a money program or just trust. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know how the heck I'm going to have a money program in two weeks, but I have a money program in two weeks. And something that happens to me a lot is, and this is something that's happened to me throughout the hardest times of my life is I've had conversations with whoever's listening. And I said, I just want to thank you for, you know, thank you for lending me these people before I go live on a Facebook, before I do a big call when I've got hundreds of people on live. I'm like, thank you for lending me these people. Please help me tell them what they need. I promise to give them back to you better than you lent them to me. Mm -hmm. I don't know who I'm talking to, but like, I'll, I'll say things like that. And I, I just said, I need a money program to come through. Oh. I was like, I don't know when, I don't know how, but I'll deliver it. I just need a money program to come through. And the first night it happened, I was in bed with my, with Kevin, my, my fiance. And I just couldn't sleep. I was just tossing and turning. And I kept having this voice in my head that, that kept saying the same sentence over and over again. I kept saying, people and their power, people and their power. And I'm like, I need to sleep. Like I need this to stop. I need this to stop saying that like people and their power, people and their power. And eventually I just sat up in bed and I was like, what is people and their power? And I just like, as I said it, I got it. I'm channeling something right now. 
I woke Kevin up. I was like, we need to write this down. We need to write this down. We started writing three hours. I was talking three hours. I was talking and it, this whole segment came out and I was like, this is my money program. Wow. This is the money program. This is amazing. So we were talking about it throughout the day and we were deepening it. And I was like responding to the download and building it and building it. And it was like, Oh my gosh. I was like, I have this money program. So the next night I went to sleep and in the middle of the night, I started not being just tossing and turning again with a feeling like someone was sitting on my chest and I'm like, what is happening? So just like trying to sleep, couldn't sleep, couldn't sleep, couldn't sleep. And then another piece came through and I was like, oh my God, sat down another three hours. This happened four nights. And then all of a sudden I had this program and it was like, this is insane. So this was a divinely channeled program. The only credit I take was that I was a vessel capable of receiving it. And that then I took the course myself. Yeah. Well, and what you said there about being a vessel capable of receiving it is so important too. Basically what you're saying is I coach people who are going to have an open mind and willing to try things a different way because the way that they're doing it working isn't currently working for them as well. And I have a better way and you're welcome to learn it if you want to open your mind and shut down, you know, like get away from shutting down, right? A hundred percent. Because the fact is you've got to be in alignment with money to receive money. Mm -hmm. You've actually got to be in alignment with information to receive information. You've got to be in alignment with a coach to receive the coach. You've got to be in alignment with change to receive the change. This isn't just about money. So speaking to people who are out of alignment with what I'm telling them that are not ready to take radical self-responsibility, that are not ready to listen at this level, I'm going to speak as you no know, 10 feet over their head. They're going to be like, oh boy, mm. you got to be on the same frequency or else it doesn't work. So I like to tell people that if you're listening to me and it's not making sense, just shut it down because it's going to make sense when you're aligned. Go do the work, come back, you'll be mind blown. This is why when people take exponential wealth multiple rounds, which is, tends to happen, they're like, how did I not hear this the first time? Yeah. Oh my God, I've heard this and now it, it, it feels so different. You're on the frequency of the thought itself. Now you can grasp all of the concepts mm -hmm. instead of just a little point, instead of just a little thing. You know, you say something to someone who's making $100,000 a year and they receive the information that they calibrate with. They receive the information that they are in alignment with. I have the same conversation with a seven figure earner. You know, you double your income at, at 100K, you're making 200K. You double your income at a million, you're making 2 million. It's a much bigger leap in what's possible when your mind expands. So as you grow, you grow faster and more and exponentially. This is the magic. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, where do we even start? This is so good. <laughs> So what would you say were like, you mentioned the, the principles in that really help you or, you know, like really help you grow exponentially. What would you say the, like some of the main principles that might surprise people are? The, the biggest one for me is people in their power. Mm -hmm. what, what I really realized now that you're asking me this question, I'm realizing this is the one that changed everything for me. Mm -hmm. I'm a very strong believer in relationships. And the way I grow my business, it's kind of unique because even though I'm at the multiple seven figure mark now, I still have a relationship with my clients. And often when I speak to people in the industry that are at this level, they're like, you still, you still all do all that. And you're the one who does that. That's ridiculous. And I'm like, I know, but the thing is those relationships really make a huge difference in my world. And what I realized is that I used to think that people who were rich had some sort of magical power with money. 
But the thing is, people who are rich have a magical power with people. Right. It isn't about like money doesn't just fly through the ethers. Money's attached by a vibrational string to people mm-hmm. and their power. So what I realize is that as I increase my personal power as a human, I attract people with a higher personal power. And when you have a higher personal power, you make decisions differently around money. When I desire something now, I say yes so much faster than I did a few years ago. If I wanted a pair of earrings before, I'd have to go back and try them on so many times and have a conversation about it and do the math about it. And it couldn't just be yes. I didn't have the power to just be like, oh yeah, I want that, I have that. As my financial blueprint increased and as the money increased, now my power is attached so much greater, so much easier to things that are so much more important. Like I'll give you an example. My sister came out to visit me in Hawaii. We had a most amazing time. Then she left. Uh, my CEO is out here with her husband, her kids. Um, I've had another member of the Alpha team out here with her. And she's my, one of my best friends in the world with her husband. Like we've had an amazing time. And my sister left and I just felt like she should be back. So six days later, I flew her back out. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> I love it. So, and then, you know, I want my parents to come out. My dad hasn't flown in 20 years. So I got my parents first class tickets to Hawaii so they could be comfortable on the plane. And I, and I've got the most incredible places for them to come to. That's not possible for me to do before the yeah. decision to do it happened like this. Yeah. I didn't need to think for very long. I didn't need to really me- you know, meditate on it or journal on it. It was like, uh-huh. I got to fo- follow my sacral authority and was like, yeah, I'm doing that. And mm-hmm. it took a second. That is personal power when you can make decisions like that in a second. I'm deciding she's coming back now. Go. I'm deciding on this super expensive property now. Go. I don't need to do the math. I don't need to make sure. I know it's good. It's good. So what I realized is that what we're really doing in this world is we're growing our personal power so we can be an energetic match for people with personal power. And when we are able to increase our personal power so much, when we understand that people are not just people, people are networks of energy and of people with power or without power. What we're doing is we're creating a we're creating a network of power or lack of it that responds to us with power or the lack of it. And power, sex, and money is all it's all connected together in the same in the same place, you know. So when you're out of power, when you're out of money, you're out of you're out of magic. You're one type of person. When you're activated, turned on by life, powerful, successful, you're another kind of person. So for me, when I work with women, it's all about activating their power in this world so they can manifest and attract people and their power so that they have a consistent flow of income. At this point in my life, there's so many powerful women in powerful networks that surround me that as long as I am an amazing person that cares about people, that does things with integrity, that keeps leading myself, that does the work, I will be continuously supported and surrounded by people in their power. Mm-hmm. And surrounded by people in their power, there is no failure mm-hmm. because people with power always find a way not not just people who are rich that's not the same people with power people who do whatever it takes who lead themselves who are brave and courageous and who, who've got that inner fire you know what, what kind of yeah. person I'm talking about when you're surrounded by those people like you look at my clients like all my personal clients but like that's your personal client yeah I love that girl yeah she's amazing I know this one's your personal client I, I, I adore that woman I know that's my personal client that's your personal client how are all these people? I, I attract people in their power. So mm-hmm. that has been the biggest shift. It has changed the clients I attract. It has changed the money I make. It has changed the referrals. It has changed. It's changed everything. Mm-hmm. The opportunities, you name it, people and their power has changed my world. 
Totally, totally. It takes me back to um, something Tony Robbins always said about how people are always, they're either running towards pleasure or away from pain. And to me, like, I love that. personal power is always, it would be somebody who's running towards their power, towards their pleasure, towards something they can do for themselves, as opposed to making decisions or making, you know, wealth or money decisions based off of a fear that maybe lack or not having enough or, well, I'm just going to do this because, you know, making the pros and cons list that really logically with nothing logically works for a long term with money, right? <laughs> right. Very rarely are you going to get the answer in your head of what makes sense because most people who broke through something financially outstanding, mm -hmm. make no, they tell you their story and you're like, yeah, what? <laughs> yeah. How, how, you know? So you've got, eventually you've got to notice all the people on the planet who break through like that. It doesn't make sense. Why am I trying to make sense of this? Mm -hmm. If no, if the ones I admire, it didn't make sense. Why am I looking for sense? Why aren't I looking for courage? Why aren't I looking for power? Why aren't I looking for, why aren't I looking for that aha that doesn't make sense rather than be like doing, trying to calculate logic in something that is a, an explosion of power. It isn't logical. It's mind blowing for most people who succeed. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of faith is being open to the possibility that things don't make sense and they still work out. Right. So, yeah. you know, like right when you think the moment that it's not going to work out, you still understand that it is, that it's, it's still coming. It's still on its way. And that if it's not on it, if it's, if it doesn't make it to you, then you were the only one in the way, like basically sending it back home. <laughs> yes. And I think, you know, going back to the piece that you really resonated with when you heard me the first time, yeah. For me, this is really a big, a big piece of the puzzle. When I was at my worst, when I was at my darkest time, how, how to go, because it's easier now, I'm not going to lie, that I've got this power, that I understand it, that I know how to keep working with it. I still want to expand. I'm still an expander. I still grow. I still face fear every day and I do the work for myself and I grow and I run my programs live so I can do the work live. Like I'm still in the game. Yeah. It's not like I've made it and I'm just waiting. But I remember the beginning when there was a million things to fear and I, my brain was going crazy and I thought I was insane. And it was like, how am I doing this? But the bottom line is there are two words that are either lighting you up like a Christmas tree or making you shut down. And those two words are what if, mm -hmm. what if, and I used to, what if with a negative spiral with a negative twist all the time, what if I go for this and I don't have the money to pay for my mortgage, you know? What if I, and this is before I went bankrupt, because then when that was gone, all hell broke loose. But like, what if I, what if I do this and then my relationship doesn't work out? What if I do this and it doesn't work? What if I buy this and it doesn't work for me? Mm -hmm. What if I do it and I put myself in a compromising situation? What if it takes longer for me? What if I don't have what it takes? What if I don't know how to do it? What if, and I would spend so much time and energy, what ifing like that, that it made no sense logically to go for it because it's like, there's so many bad things that could happen. Why would I put myself in this situation? Mm -hmm. When I started looking at what if it works, what if this crazy thing that's happening gets to be the story I tell? What if when, when all this is said and done, the fact that it was hard and awful and difficult gets to be one of the most empowering stories in the world? What if I use this and I, I, I help people expand because of this? What if this moment is actually part of my story? What if I need this for me? What if this is happening for me? What if? And I used to just what if like that with a with a, a powerful twist as much as I could in my brain consciously until I fell asleep. What if one day I talk about being in this car and it's actually inspiring? What if, mm -hmm. what if, what if? And it 
and it's so funny that right now I'm, I'm here because I'm like, gosh, I postulated that. I talked about that in my sleep. As I went to sleep, I said, what if one day I'm in love? What if one day he's great? What if one day we talk about the beginning and what if one day I, I realize that it all makes sense that I didn't end up with this guy and I, and I, I meet the right one and what if and what if and what if and I got it all. Mm. So you, you get to focus like at this point in the field of potentiality in the universe, everything has an equal possibility until I look at it because my human experience understands predictability. I look at something, I change its, its odds because without me and my math, it, all odds are even. Right. But when I come in with what I know has happened already and what I expect could happen, I change the odds because of how I see the world. So we're changing the odds around us all the time. You can change them in your favor and you can change them not in your favor. What if is one of the ways you change them in your favor because as you're observing the world, you're looking at the potentiality of something extraordinary unfolding. And that changes the odds in the universe. I changed my odds. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's so powerful. And along that same, um, along that same line, can you explain how you and Kevin sit there and what if and postulate like about what next year could look like, or, you know, like the imagine if vibe and, you know, I remember going through that exercise in resolution revolution. I was like, ah, I love this. <laughs> like I start with little things like what if my car is clean and sand free like nonstop? <laughs> wow. What if I never have to make another meal because somebody does it for me? <laughs> that sounds fabulous. I know, right? So, well, but it, it's so cool. Like when you guys say it, because then it, or when you say it about your personal experience, because so much of it has come true, and it's just from two little words. You know, I know it blows my mind but we still do it yeah. so like last year we came to Hawaii and we brought my CEO out here at the time she was just my personal assistant she came out with her husband her kids and we were like what if next year we can bring what if we have more team members you know what if we bring more people out here next year mm -hmm. and what if we take them to different islands you know what if we don't just do Oahu what if we take them somewhere else and what if and what if you take the guys golfing and what if I take the girls here what if what if, what if, what if, what if? And we kind of did that kind of thing, which is basically exactly what's happening this time. <laughs> uh, we what if a lot about our honeymoon. What if we find a place that's like this? What if it ends up being like that? What if, what if, what if, what if? We what if about our honeymoon. We what if about the future of our businesses too. Like what if we did retreats, you know, after our wedding? What if we opened up things and we did like couples retreats where, you know, entrepreneur couples yeah. can come in? Or what if we did this? What if we bought, what if we bought a house here? What if we bought a house and every little thing we Airbnb? What if we bought a villa? What if we bought one of these? What if we, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, that's what we do. What if, what if this, like, could you imagine what if, what if, what if, and because they're so high vibe leaned back possibilities, mm -hmm. we don't get in our head about the, the, Oh, but the thing is we couldn't, we right. just get in the, Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then can you imagine if this happened? And then can you imagine if this happened? And then can you imagine if this happened? So we love to what if together. It's a really fun thing to do. And we just, we just dream and imagine together. And it, our life keeps getting better as crazy as that sounds. Because I honestly, there's a time where having this felt like, could it get better than this? But the thing <laughs> is when you get here, then you think of other what ifs, you know, what if we could do even more for people? What if we could grow even more? What if we do this? What if we do that? So we just what if all the time and it's, it's magic. Yeah. I love to what if. 
I totally do too, especially now, because there's so much. I remember when I was first introduced to the concept, like, I think I had the secret to money app, right? And they give you money every single day. And Diane Lynn says, attention ladies, start filling the retreat money jar. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, good boy. Uh, But it's like every day they double the amount of money they give you. And I remember I was sitting there and I was like, I don't even know what I would do with $20,000 to spend. And now I'm like, $20,000. It's, you know, I could think of it like this, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. This, and I would have this experience and I would take my kids here and that, you know? So it's so awesome. It's such a great way to live because there's such a difference between thinking only about what's in front of you and then like looking up at the sky and you see how much abundance there. Like, look, for every, like anytime I notice, I think I said this to Lindsay the other day looking down at the ground, if I feel like I'm getting a little too tunnel visioned, I just have to make myself consciously like look up and like, oh, there's so many clouds. There's so much abundance. There's so much space. That's where all of the money comes from. That's where all the success comes from, you know, because then you realize you're just this little teeny tiny speck inside this great big world of possibilities. And if it happens for someone else, it doesn't mean that that slot has been taken up and there's only 99 more left. It means that is a, it's like the little, you know, it's a little sproutling that's saying, hey, look at me, come grow next to me. I, I will pollinate you. <laughs> yeah, I love that. You know? <laughs> and I love that you do that because this is one of the greatest things for me being out here in Hawaii is I just, you know, being in a city, a lot of the times it feels like humans are quite spectacular. Like I remember going to Dubai and being like, Humans are crazy awesome. This city was built in like this, and it's literally gold, opulent, like rooftop restaurants that are 100 feet, you know, 100 stories high. Like, I've never seen anything like it in my life. Man made beaches that look like palm trees from, from high up, like opulence to the highest degree. It feels like being a human is extraordinary when you come to Hawaii. And the mountains are so big, you can't stand at the bottom and look up without falling on your butt. Mm-hmm. Like it'll tip you over to sit, to stand at the bottom and look up. You realize that being a human is a privilege. Mm-hmm. That walking on this earth is the privilege. That if I believe for one second that I am so special that I defy the laws of nature, that everything that makes everything else grow in the world just doesn't apply to me because I'm that special that I can just not function the way everything else in nature works. That's the greatest crazy thing I could ever think. The fact is everything grows and everything works without me. Mm -hmm. You know, nature works without me. Money works without me. I'm just either in the energetic flow of it or next to it. I'm either standing in the pipeline or next to it. I'm either underneath the rain shower or I'm next to it. I'm either standing underneath the waterfall or next to it. There is no, there's no money. It's just, I'm an energetic match for it, or I'm not. Same as when there's a big tree in the way of the sun, the grass that's in the shade doesn't say there's no sun. It's just not in alignment in a way that is getting sun right now. Right. But everything moves. And we get to, and as humans, we're so lucky. We're not, we're not the grass in the shade of the tree. We get to move. Mm-hmm. If you're in the shade of the tree, move. You know, that's the most incredible part. You don't even get to say, oh, well, it's because I'm in the shade. Great, move. Like we get, we have so much power. And the more power we have, the more things change in our world. And when we start to attract people and their power, things start to exponentially 
change in our world. And that's, that's the magic. Yes. Oh, absolutely. I love that so much. <laughs> and I, I mean, look, there's 20 of us on right now in midday on a Saturday when you could be doing anything else. Like to me that you are in your power if you're continuing to develop yourself on a Saturday, mid after well, afternoon here on the East Coast, but it's morning there. Where Here's you just 7 a.m. Yeah. I woke up this morning. It was dark outside. I was like, I need a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it wasn't the Crappuccino. I hope they did it right. No, this is divine. <laughs> this, is, this is Kona's finest black coffee. It's divine. Yep. So you mentioned in one of your other, this, I'm just going to ask you this quickly because I have a whole nother, I have another question too with regards to wealth, but I'm just curious. When you mentioned, I think it was in Femme Fatale about how, forget who it was who told you that you're going to impact lives where the mountains meet the sea. Do you think yeah. that was in a way referring to Hawaii? I think of that so often. And I, so what happened for me back then was I didn't really believe in the woo woo stuff. I was very grounded and you know, people who meditated and had crystals, I was like, that's nice. And then my mom got into tarot readings and I was like, Oh, good Lord. My mom's going to be a crazy tarot person. Um, just didn't, didn't connect with it whatsoever. I was a very, I was a little hustler. You know, I sold lint rollers and mops in a Walmart and making a thousand dollars a day selling mops, you know, like it was just not, Yeah. it, it didn't, it was not the, I was not the person I am now. Let's just put it that way. And what happened was one night when I was sleeping in my car, I'd gotten myself to a place mentally that was really bad because I had always been the one that kept up like a strong faith to, to help everybody. So I was, I was always helping people that couldn't help me back. Yeah. I was always very one-sided relationships, but the payoff for me is I always, I always got to be the smartest person in the room. And I always got to, to say like, I did that for you. There was no win-win, but the win for me, was I was the nice one, you know? Mm -hmm. And I just got to the end of my rope because I messed my whole life up and there was no one I could turn to. Like, I didn't have anyone that could help me out. I only had people that I could help. And I, I'd, I'd kind of alienated everybody who even tried to help me. Like my parents had been like, this guy's not right for you. And I was like, I'm not talking to you anymore. I'd like cut everybody off. So when I, when I lost everything, I lost everything. And I was sleeping in my car in the parking lot of a hardware store in January and it was snowing outside and it was cold and I had no money for food and I could barely put gas in my car. So I was rationing gas and no one was checking up on me because everybody thought I was living the life, staying in a hotel. Nobody knew, nobody. And I felt so sad. Mm -hmm. and this was a really hard time in my life and it had been going on for weeks, no food, no, and it was just like dwindling my power exponentially. Like, you apply a positive force to something, you start to create exponential growth. You apply a negative force to something, you start to create exponential crap. And I will tell you, I was in an abundance of exponential crap. It was just going faster and faster and faster, worse and worse and worse to worse to worse to worse to the point where I, I literally had this thought. There was a snow plow in the driveway just like taking the snow away. And I was like, I, I wonder if it could hit me. Like, oh. And I scared myself because I was like, oh, no, this is not good. Like, I need to move from here. So I went and I parked in front of a hotel. And I slept for a few hours and I woke up with a really uneasy feeling. And I woke up just in time to hear a huge smash. Mm -hmm. Look up, 
and there was a woman falling from the 14th floor of the hotel and she she just collapsed in front of the in front of my car on the concrete and i i just i just sat there unable to move for hours just paralyzed looking at the floor the paramedics came they it they tried to reanimate her in front of my car it was dark outside i I just couldn't move and I just couldn't believe that I I had even had thoughts like that hours before and then all of a sudden right. I see this happen and I'm just like but it really put me in a bad place I, I couldn't stop thinking about it I was having nightmares I was having panic attacks I couldn't stop thinking about it I felt guilty I wondered if I had manifested it now I was like freaking out about it and um I called my dad after having been sat in my car for like five hours staring at the concrete I called my dad and he was like you have got because I told, he was like, what were you doing in your car? And I was like, I forgot something in my car. I had to go get it. I'm staying in this hotel. And he was like, you've got to go tell them that you're, that you saw this happen. They, maybe they have a psychiatrist or something on, on site. Like when things like this happen, they bring in professionals. So a lady came and sat with me in the car and uh, she, she, she started talking to me and I was telling her about my life. And she was just like, I have this strong intuition. I want to connect you with somebody. And I was like, okay, who is it? And she gives me the number of this woman that's supposed to be able to channel spirit guides. And I'm like, no. So I take this card and I do nothing about it. Plus it's a hundred dollars a session. I don't have two pennies to rub together. Wow. But I, I have this card right, right in the, like the little compartment in my car where I can see it all the time. And I'm like, it's gnawing at me. I look at it. I pick the card up. I look at it. I put it back down. I think about it. I put the card down. I think about it. I put the card down. And eventually one paycheck came in for a hundred dollars from work, from trying my best to sell mops in the store, even though I could not, my paychecks were minuscule and a hundred dollars came in and I chose over food, over anything. I chose to spend a hundred dollars to go see this woman. Whoa. And I sat with her and she was like, okay, I can tell you already don't believe this. You don't, you're not open to this. And I was like, I'm sorry. I want to be open to this because this is like the last money I have, but I, I just don't. And she was like, okay. She tapped into something and she started telling me things about my brother, about my sister, about myself, things that it was impossible for her to know. And I was kind of like, what is this magic? Yeah. And she channeled the spirit. She started telling me all kinds of things. And she, she said to me, you're on a path. This, this all makes sense at some point. This is all, this is all for a greater thing. And I'm like, yeah. And she says, you're going to, you're going to do big things. I was like, what am I going to do? And she said, I can't tell you that you're going to have to find that out, but it's coming. This is part of it. How is this part of it? And she said, you're going to, you're going to change people's lives. A lot of people's lives. You're here to do a lot of big work. I'm selling mops. I'm sleeping in a car. Is this woman on crack? Like, I don't even understand. She's like, it's, it's, this is part of it. It's happening. It's part of it. And I was like, what do I end up doing? And she's like, you're going to find out. I was like, I just spent a hundred dollars for the most cryptic message of my entire life. Like, I don't even know what to do with this. I'm, I'm, I'm doing nothing. How do I help people? I can't even help myself. And she was like, I'm telling you, this is a part of it. And I, the biggest thing she said that made me, when she said it, I felt something inside, like, like, a, like, like a breath from the inside. Like she said, you will change the world where the mountain meets the ocean. You will change the world where mountains meet ocean. And I was like, what am I going to do? Like, am I going to build things? What am I, I was so in my head about what it was going to be. And there are times where I'm out here in Hawaii and I'm doing things and we're driving down the coast and I see, and I'm on a coaching call or I'm, 
Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like the ocean, it's literally like the mountain and the ocean and there's a road and I'm on the road between the mountain and the ocean and I get full body chills and I'm like, I just did. Oh my God. So I love being out here and I always channel so much magic when I'm out here. My programs are next level when I'm out here and the way I lead is next level when I'm out here because I'm reminded multiple times a day that I'm exactly in the spot where my power is greatest because it doesn't matter how successful you are, how successful I am, we're still human. The feeling of fear, it exists, it just exists somewhere else. The feeling of doubt, it exists, it just exists somewhere else. So having these anchors and these reminders out here, feeling so small next to a mountain, I feel that feeling I felt the zoom out story for those of you who follow me with the snowflake. Like I feel that with the mountains, like how small am I? Would I just relax for gosh sake? Like I'm I'm the fraction of the size of the one palm tree in the front yard. You think, you think any of this matters? Relax. You know, there is no, there is no way for me to even see the other side of the ocean. And I'm afraid that I can't see what I'm going to make, you know, in this launch or in this, I, I trust that there's, a land on the other side of the ocean. Why can't I trust this? I can trust this. You know, the sun comes up every morning and it sets, it sets every night and I have no guarantee that that's going to happen yet. I make sure I'm sitting on the beach for it. Why? Because I trust. So I need to just trust that this is going to happen and that people say, do what they say they're going to do because that's the way the world works. The sun comes up and goes down every night. People honor their word. So be it. I attract people who honor their word. I anchor the truth so many places on this uh, in this place and I see it and I'm reminded of it daily and it's it's really the best part for me of being out here is how often I'm reminded mm-hmm. of how simple it gets to be when you're in alignment with the way the world works instead of trying to fight against it uh, I don't even know what I can say to all of that I just want to <laughs> <laughs> that is so crazy awesome I love it and yeah like, I think about you a lot out there. I'm like, I wonder if that's what that meant. Like, cause it would make so much sense that that's what it is. And that to know that you're on client calls sometimes and you're experiencing that and having that moment, it just must be so like, like I got chills. It must be so trippy. Like I got chills. So I love that. Huh. It is so trippy. And the thing is I tend to get called back to places like that. Like yeah. one time when Kevin and I were trying and we were starting and it was like a hit or miss, you know, sometimes it went really well and other times it was a disaster. One time I was really sad and I was like, I really thought this was it. I thought this is what I was meant to do. And something happened and I was like, I don't think this is what I'm meant to do. And I went for a walk. Kevin still had a job. I went for a walk and I sat down and I realized I was sitting on the edge of a mountain by the ocean in Laguna Beach. And I was like, (laughs) what? And I started journaling and something came through for me. And on my walk back, I found a client on the walk back that saved our financial situation. Like yeah, so many things have happened like that, where it's just been like, where the water meets the mountain, like where the ocean meets the mountain. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that. Um, what would you say? So I get when people join the group, one of the questions is what's your biggest money manifestation goal and, or desire, like dream, you know? And cause I, force you to dream before you join the badass manifestation queen. (laughs) But a lot of times um, it'll say like hundred K months or this amount of money by, you know, in 90 days or a million dollars. And what would you say to, you know, to that? How would you recommend like, you know, somebody work through 
reaching one of those types of desires? So what I really teach people to do now and what I do for myself is to achieve goals detached from time. Mm -hmm. And why it's so important to do it detached from time is when you put a goal with time, time takes over rather than the goal. So when you say I've got to do X thing in 90 days, the pressure goes on the 90 days. Instead of it being about the power of the goal and the desire, it becomes the power of the time and it's dwindling. So we lose focus on what actually matters goals to time. I would really say, and it's like, yeah, but how do I do that? How do I think? Come do exponential with you. But for me, my, when I look at my goals, at this point, I'm doing, we're doing you know, three, four hundred thousand dollars a month. So that looks like it could be a three million, four million dollar year, depending on, on how it goes. That's insane for me. Like I can't even imagine that. But my next level goal is a ten million dollar year. So that would be an eight figure year. Um but my big goal is helping women calibrate to millions. So I want to have clients that generate millions. I wanna have like I would love in my lifetime to co-create a million millionaires. That's that's yeah. what I want. But for me to be able to hold energetic space for a million women to calibrate to a million, I don't even know what that takes energetically. Yeah. So for me, my goal is not even a, just a personal goal. My goal is eight figures while helping women calibrate to seven a lot, a lot, a lot. And I feel like in order to get a lot of people to get to seven, I need to be moving to eight and then nine. I need to be constantly growing in order to be able to energetically hold that space that people can calibrate to. So it's like a double goal for me. However, my goals are always over a lifetime. And then I collapse time around how fast they happen. They're not attached to time. They're independent of time. And then I add the time collapse to the equation. Yeah, totally. Because then it takes the pressure off. Right? It changes the energy completely. Yeah. So like I'm a manifesting generator too, but with an emotional authority. So I ride the wave, right? And then respond. Yeah. <laughs> but it requires a lot of trust too. And I think in manifestation, manifesting money, you know, and creating wealth, a lot of times that's at least been in my experience, like the, the her biggest hurdle of all, right? Having that trust and having that patience. So, you know, what is your, I mean, besides not attaching it to the time, like that portion, like what would be, you know, another a piece of advice you would give to people in the so, same situation desires vibrate on a very different frequency than need mm -hmm. desire is a very high magical frequency so when you're focusing on what's not working in your life or when you're stressed or when you're sad or when you're mad you're not vibrating on your desire frequencies you're vibrating on the i don't want this frequency which is a totally different thing mm -hmm. on the end of the vibrational string of i don't want this there's a very different thing than on the vibrational string of, I want that. Mm -hmm. It's two very different things. But when we're emotional, we get compromised with the way we ask for things. When we get compromised in the way we ask for things, think of things, and want things, and need things. So as an emotional authority, what's really important for you is that you feel joy. Mm -hmm. So that when your desires, when you think of your desires, you already feel joy and you're pulling in more joy. It's a very similar frequency. When you are not feeling happy and you're having a hard day and you're overwhelmed and you're stressed and you're scared and you're sad, your emotions are pulling in lack. Mm -hmm. So your desires feel energetically not aligned anymore because it's out of alignment with your current emotion. So your job is to fall in love with your life, head over heels in love with your life, to feel the kind of joy that takes your breath away daily, 
create situations that make you smile till your face hurts. So much joy every day that everything you desire will be a cherry on top of a Sunday of a life that's just magic already. Yeah. If you focus on what you don't have, you get yourself to feel ashamed, bad, guilty, whatever emotion it is that is not joy, it will be a lot harder for you to manifest what you want because it really, it really is about you manifest based on your superpower. And for you, emotional mastery becomes your superpower. The happier you are, the more magic you will attract into your world. So that's like your, your daily practice is creating a life of joy that magnetizes a life of joy. Mm -hmm. That makes so much sense. Yeah. Things come so effortlessly when you like take the pressure off and you just have fun with it. That's how this whole manifestable happened. Like I what if out the wazoo and I was like, ah! you know, like I followed my intuition and all like if, you know, like there were certain things I did to have it fall into line, but like, it wasn't a forcing thing or anything. It was more fun. Like, wouldn't it be so cool to have this and that and this and the other. And it just kind of like, whoosh, like all came together. It was so cool. Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh my gosh. So I'm looking to see about the questions. Cause I know like we're almost up to the hour and it's just based. Oh, yay. Yes, Stephanie said, I love the matching Mel hat. That's right. I am bringing all the Melanie and Lair vibes today. I dug this out of my closet. My husband's like, why don't you wear that ever? Like, I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, because I don't know. We live in Florida. It's a wool hat. But I was like, today it's kind of. I wear my wool hat in Hawaii. I rock it. Oh, and cool. people comment on it all the time. They're like, oh, that makes you like it. Yeah. Well, it better enjoy some sand on it in about an hour because that's where it's going to, to the beach. It's fine. They can handle sand. Yeah. Well, I mean, mine's going to the beach too, for sure. Okay. It's the, I see. Oh, J Jocelyn says people in their power was a huge shift for my brain. And Diane said after exponential wealth, my money increased 400% in one year. Like that is awesome. Um, and then... Lindsay says, I just had a breakthrough and it seems like such a duh. When you are in your power, you attract others in their power. Yeah, that's absolutely right, right? So it seems so hashtag obvi, right? <laughs> so, um, but then we have, okay, one question. Let me see. That place of, this was going back to your story about being in the car and, and you know, like the dark time that you went through. The place of darkness and wanting death is so real. I feel like I've been living dead and in, in dead my whole life. I want a different way. So how, what, what would you say to like starting to get out of those sorts of feelings and into more like, you know, joy and the possibilities and all. Thank you for sharing. I realize now, yeah, and, and I, I want to send you so much love because those feelings are some of the hardest I've ever had in my entire life. And I think that when we're there, it feels like something so big needs to happen in order for us to become happy. And that's really what I was struggling with is I was like, I would, I, I would think of all the huge things that I couldn't control that were overtaking the whole situation. Like, for example, I was going bankrupt and I would think seven years of no credit. For seven years, I'm going to be powerless around money. That's what I thought. I was, I'd left this relationship. I'd been with a guy for seven years. And I thought it's going to take me seven years before I'm in love again with someone else. It's going to take me seven years before I feel able to commit to someone else. Seven years. I'm going to be 32 years old. I'm going to be so old, you know? I, 
I thought of like lack of money, like how long can I just stay in this car with no food and no, like what's going to happen to me? And every single thing I thought about, it felt like something huge needed to happen for it to change. But what we've got to remember is that incremental changes can create exponential growth as long as it's consistent. So what I would suggest is the smallest thing you can energetically get behind daily that brings you joy. Whether it's like, what am I looking for today? Create a journal of like the one thing today that made me smile and focus on the one thing. Even if there's 150 things that make you stressed, that make you sad, that make you mad, that make you hurt. What is one thing that made you smile? And don't go to bed until you find one. Just one thing that makes you smile. Because the one thing that makes you smile has more energetic power than everything else. And if you focus on that, it will grow. And then there will be two things a day that make you smile. And then three day, three things a day that make you smile. And next thing you know, you'll smile as much as you're sad. And then one day, smiling will take over. But it's a, it's a gradual shift and that's got to be okay. Our problem is we want everything to be okay now. But now is always now. It was now 10 years ago and it'll be now in 10 years. We don't experience anything other than that. It's mm-hmm. always going to be now. And the now version of you later will be very grateful for the now version of you today if you decide to start implementing this because things will change for you and it'll feel like a second ago since you made that decision. So one tiny thing a day that makes you smile and put as much focus and energy as possible, then be grateful that you found one thing that made you smile and you compound the joy. One thing that makes you smile, grateful about the one thing that makes you smile. One thing that makes you smile, grateful about the one thing that makes you smile. Compound joy, exponential joy consistent positive force applied consistently over time creates exponential growth in either direction so if you focus consistently on darkness and consistently on pain you create exponential sadness you do it the other way exponential joy every single thing you do consistently over time becomes exponential everything so just find joy daily all the time as much as you can Absolutely. Oh my God. I love that. And you know, like the same sort of thing can be applied, you know, to money. Like if you're in in a hole money wise and you feel like you can't get out, like if you just focus on one good thing that happened that day, you know, and it could be something as easy as, Oh, I was able to, you know, buy myself lunch or I was able to make, you know, it doesn't have to be like, Oh, I made $10,000 today. You know? (laughs) Exactly. Really? It's an emotional shift. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The frequency of love and gratitude is the, is the energy or the, the, the force of good, for example. And fear is the force of evil, the force of bad. Mm-hmm. So what you're doing is whatever life situation you're in, you've got to apply a force to create exponential wealth. It's like you're applying force to something and you shake it, you change it, you move it as you apply a force to it. The two main forces are love and gratitude or fear. Whatever you apply compounds in one or the other direction so if you are having a bad day but you find the one thing to be grateful for you're applying a positive force like gratitude on top of your current situation whatever that situation is it it now changes in one of two ways it either changes with the vibration and the compound force of joy and gratitude and love or it goes the other direction with fear but whatever force you apply compounds in one direction or the other so you've got to choose how you're going to move the energy of the current situation you're in because nothing is permanent everything is temporary everything is going to change 
Yeah. But you decide what direction it changes in based on tiny incremental shifts. So you've got to be really aware every day. You change your world. You either make it worse or better in every decision that you make. And it doesn't need to be with big decisions, just small ones. So awareness is the magic. Am I compounding with gratitude and love or am I compounding with fear? Right, right. I love it. It's so good. It's so true, though. I mean, it really is. Um, there's a question that came in. Oh, the Church of Melanie Ann Layer is in session. <laughs> and then there's a question that came in. What if you feel, what if you feel uh, the vibes that and want to jump in now, and you know you're in a journey to create exponential wealth, but truly, honestly, it's also choosing between the course you know is meant for you or sleeping in a car with a child. How do you take that leap of faith? So just the fact that you think that shows that you're applying a negative force because you don't know that that's the choice. That's the choice. You're saying I'm either buying this thing that I want or I'm sleeping in my car. That means you think it's going to fail. So in that energy, don't take the program because you're saying either you buy the program or you sleep in your car. That means you're going to buy, if you buy the program, you sleep in your car. You've created that. That's not what, what if is about. What if is, what if I buy this program and everything changes? If you can't get behind that, don't buy the program. Mm -hmm. This isn't, this isn't about if, because what you're saying right now is what if this fails, I'm going to sleep in my car. Mm. If you're, what if this fails, don't do it. That's not the energy. This is not the, this is not about trying to trick the universe. Yeah. This is about you making a decision that changes your life forever. This is about radical self-responsibility and going on a journey. That's like, what if everything that brought me here brought me to this program? What if this program is everything I need? What if this is, and really getting yourself behind an energy that, that's like, yes. If you're, what if I end up sleeping in my car? What if my kid has nowhere to sleep? What if you're, you're compounding negativity? There, it doesn't even matter what action you take. The way, the place your mind is in will, will compound negatively. You've got to do mindset work before you do, or else you're going to prove yourself right. And people do this all the time. Like, I would rather be right about the fact this wasn't going to work for me than yeah. brave enough to see if it can work. Yeah. And I'm giving you tough love right now because I would hate for you to take the program and then be like, I knew it. You know, like, and so many people do this energetically. We don't do it on purpose, but we do it because if we can't be successful, at least we can be right. Right. And that's something I gave up a long time ago. Like if I can't get behind what if this is the best thing of my life, I don't do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love it. It's so true though. It's so true. I catch myself in that a lot too now. But like you definitely pointed that out and it stuck with me about like, yeah, I don't want to be right about this. I want to, you know, I want to be wrong about this, like totally wrong, you know, totally. So, um, okay. If any other questions come up, I will, why don't you go, do you want to go ahead and, and in case people don't know what, what you're talking about with, oh, there's two little monarch butterflies just flew past my, we always say that's a sign. They just flew past. Those my are my favorites. Yeah. Oh my God. It was like Melanie and Cassie lying in the backyard. <laughs> I love Our it. little spirit vibes fluttering in your window. I love it. Yes. They're like, yes. Well, um, we just have a quick lightning round of questions that everybody asks. I'm very curious to know some of the answers to these because I think like it's going to be amazing. So what's your favorite way to celebrate? Dance parties. Love it. And Vovclicot, right? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, there's not a party without Viv. But party <laughs> dancing and Viv. But the thing is, I can I can bust a move ten times a day. If I drank Viv ten times a day, I would not be very good at my job. Uh, but <laughs> you know, my high vibe, huge celebration, a glass of champagne at sunset makes my dreams come true. 
Mm. But when something comes in in the moment, it's dance party. Yeah, I love it. Um, how many countries have you been to? I have no idea, but a lot. Okay. Yeah, that was the one I was curious to know. And what, but aside from, you know, being in Hawaii, what's your next number one travel destination? I mean, I, I love, I, there's like, okay. I road tripped through Iceland with my brother. We slept in a smart car in Iceland. I, I never felt so freaking awesome as I did in Iceland. We, we stayed in a, in a suite in Dubai where Nicki Minaj was in the same hotel as me. We had a better suite than Nicki Minaj Ooh. because my, my best friend was the hotel manager and she hooked us up with a suite. It made no sense. Like we had an entire, it, it was the biggest thing I've ever seen in my life. It was the most opulent thing. Just, oh my gosh. I just freaked out with what ma mankind can create in Dubai. Freaked out about that. I've lived in a hut on the beach in Mexico, a mansion hut on the beach in Mexico. Like it, it was, it's called Villa. It, it was a villa on the beach, but it was all open air, all open concept. And my bed, my bedroom was on the second floor and I could see it was like a, a, a hut and it was all open. I could see the ocean and the sunrise through the hole in my room. And I had a big net and this big, massive wooden king size bed. It was like the most beautiful thing. All open kitchen with this huge pool overlooking the ocean, all mine. That was the most insane thing. Mexico, the mountains of Mexico. Oh my gosh. Like not resort Cancun, Mexico, like wow. Mexico, Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Paris, cool. London, Ibiza, Madrid, Cannes, Monaco, Saint-Tropez. Like I, 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 Greece, Italy, Positano. Like I, I've been to the most incredible places. I cannot choose one. I can't, but I will tell you that this world has a little piece of you in every place you go. Yeah. And when you go, it <laughs> pops it open, you get to grab it, you, you take it with you, and it never goes away. There's a little piece of me from every place I've been, and it makes me me. And I'm so excited for the other places I'm going to go that, yeah. that are creating more of me, like little pieces of me that I unlock. Where I'm do so you want to go next then? Where's, what's your next one? Uh, well, we've never been to Bali. We want to go to Bali for our honeymoon. We're thinking the Maldives we want to do or Seychelles or South Africa. So oh, those yeah. are, yeah. Uh, but we also want to do Finland and we want to do like, uh, in the, we want to stay in those little hut thingies. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so those ice huts that they, they yeah. have in the bachelor. Well, yeah. that's well before that. Yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to do that. Um, I want to, I haven't been to Switzerland yet. I'd love, I'd love to ski in Switzerland. Yeah, so cool. I haven't been to Australia. I haven't been to the Gold Coast. I, I would love to, to go to New Zealand. I haven't been to New Zealand either. Definitely. There's still a lot of places I'd like to go. Portugal. Mm, yeah, I want to go to Portugal. My husband's from South Africa. It's very gorgeous down there. Yeah, we, we just got back from there. And Bali went back there <gasps> in November too. So yeah, definitely. What's the best thing you've ever man manifested? Kevin. Yeah. Oh, I love it. And then what's your number one go-to money affirmation? The more joy I feel, the more money I make. Ah, finish the manifestable without a better one. I'm writing that one down. The more joy. <laughs> I love the more joy I feel, the more money I make, or the more fun I have, the more money I make. Yeah, I love it. 
I wrote it down so that way I don't get my squirrel brain and get distracted and forget. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Melanie. I am so excited. This has just been the best. Everybody, I thank you so much for being on the Manifestable. I can't thank you guys all enough. And I will give a big update tomorrow for everything. But don't forget to tag me on Instagram and on Facebook to be entered in for the giveaways. And you all have a beautiful weekend. And I will be back in touch with you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Thanks a million for choosing to push play on another episode of the Manifestation Queen podcast. You truly amaze me. And if this episode blew your mind, then please leave a five-star rating and a quick review on iTunes so more people like you can become Manifestation Queens too. See you next time.